Today we have with us a wonderful human being and an inspiration Odette Kachak who's an environment and sustainability change maker. She's also the co-founder of the citizen volunteer group Beautiful Bengaluru which is now called as Beautiful Bharat. She's also a gold medalist from XLRI. From being an HR corporate leader to a soft skills leader to consulting in behavioral science and today a sustainability change maker. Her philosophy is simple: make a positive difference and she believes all of us can do that. She's championed the stop uh, India spitting movement. She's been rewarded the COVID warriors during the Republic Day series by NDTV. She's also identified as a leader by Tanishk for creating cleaner public spaces. So you'll see her in most of the conversations there. She believes that every individual can play their part in creating a kinder and beautiful planet. Odette, thank you so much for being a part of our conversation. Welcome to our podcast at Elda. Thank you Swati I'm so honored to be here in conversation with you and I'm excited I don't know what you're going to ask me but shoot <laughs> No I think I should first start by telling the audience that when I met you uh, probably a year ago for the first time I of course looked at you and said man what a graceful woman she is but when I started listening to what you said it just felt like something that was always there within me but the gap between thinking about doing something like this you know um creating sustainable lifestyle for ourselves and for the planet and actually doing it i was able to make those small tiny changes odet only after i started speaking to you so thank you for being a part of my life i'm so so uh, it's like music to my ears when somebody <laughs> says many people think i'm a mad woman crack woman <laughs> but the, when somebody says hey i tried it and it worked so i'm really really happy because I think that's what drives me you know to bring the change one conversation at a time one person at a time and you touching millions of lives i must say because one or two people that you speak to every second are actually probably going and spreading that message to a wider group so i know what was that one transforming moment in my life when i before i heard you and after i heard you but this is a question i generally ask my viewers um you know my speakers too that if there was one a uh, transforming moment in your life what would that be uh so it would have been um early 2000s i was in bangalore then i moved out and i'm back in bangalore now but i used to do this drive every day from domlur to cv raman nagar for those who are familiar and every day i would every not every day maybe twice a week or when i on on route to a client there was this ghastly pothole mm. it was it was uh not wide it was narrow but deep mm. and my wheel would go over it bump and i would say what a terrible pothole mm. i must do something about it i drive off and my return route was a different route mm. so obviously i'd forget all about it till the next time i drove over it and 3 weeks in a row that happened wow. and then i one day i had this thought that what if a two wheeler at night go doesn't know this route and goes on it he could lose his life That's and that cool. was a scary thought I went home in those days times of India had a column for uh, readers grievances. Right. I wrote that with the exact location it was a Thursday. Mm. I forgot all about it mm. and the <laughs> next Tuesday when I drove the mm. pothole had been filled. Wow. To me it was you know a eureka moment that my little I have no mm. doubt it was my mail. Mm. Um 
it was that one little act. It took me ten minutes mm-hmm. at the most to write mm-hmm. that email, but it could have saved a life or many lives. And that Absolutely. that was for me a turning point of let me stop waiting for somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Let me stop thinking it's not my problem, which mm-hmm. are the normal. Or let me not not say I'm so busy. I'm doing so many other things. Mm-hmm. Leave it. You know. which were all my excuses till then and after that there was no turning back mm. which is the flip side of the coin is you get sucked <laughs> into everyone's problems but mm. i have no regrets no but it is so beautifully said i think it's just about asking or it's just about sharing your opinion you know where you feel that what will happen if i ask them right so i think that change these are the change makers that we see the first starting point is just to ask that or just to raise you know your concern um i also believe that the number of things that you've been doing and we spoke about how you've moved from being a corporate hr leader to now you know into sustainability what were those few signals that you got from outside which told you that you need to you need to do this you know you need to basically leave that career of yours and focus on something that's you know larger than life quite honestly for all of us so i think it's a two stage change the first change was moving from a full time corporate mm. role to the part time when i say part time it doesn't mean i work less hours but uh, the um, where i freelanced as a consultant mm-hmm. and then to the where i also earned <laughs> and then to the you know honorary work where I, i'm uh, into you know the social arena so the first change was a conscious decision that i had taken that when i start a family and i have kids mm-hmm. i want to be there for them and so i consciously quit a full time job and i took to freelancing mm. and uh, i uh, when i got into training which is behavioral training you know whether it is supervision supervisory skills leadership skills time management i started picking up everything from examples in mm. parenting wow. in real life <laughs> and i think that's why my my work was very very relevant for example when i realized uh, that my daughter was doing this a lot mm. and it's when i i put it she was a mirror to my eyes why was she doing that so much because i did it mm, and mm. that was a threatening gesture for me which from me the second one is when my second daughter mm. uh, at the age of about 2 and a half 3 told me that mama i'm going to put away my toys and when i finish you better pour my milk Mm. So it was exactly my way of speaking mm. to. So I'm saying I used to translate all of those wow. into models, and you know, mm. which I used in my training. So that was the first set of first transition. The second, and I did I did soft skills training for quite a long, maybe fifteen twenty years, and then or even more. And then suddenly I realized that you know there are enough people. Uh, who are doing this kind of? There's no dearth of good trainers, right? But if you look at the social, uh, you uh, and the push for me was also that I didn't move straight from Bangalore to Gurgaon. Mm. I lived in the UK for two years and then I moved back to India and Gurgaon, where the traffic indiscipline was incredible. People would come on the wrong side of the road, <laughs> and that's what told me that you know there is need for people to bring in professional expertise in social change. Absolutely. So I did a deep dive on. road and traffic road safety traffic and discipline two sides of sides of the same coin then i moved into women and child safety a little bit on cleaner public spaces mm-hmm. in gurgaon and then when i came to bangalore is when uh, i still had clients and i was trying to do both and then mm-hmm. i realized i can't do both luckily my husband has never cribbed that <laughs> i stopped earning mm-hmm. he jokes when i uh, sell newspaper to the kabaddi wala that you <laughs> earn today but uh, uh, to me i think that the fact of it's 
that I'm able to uh, fill full, uh, what should I say, fill a niche which is not there. The yeah. country needs so much uh, social change in terms of whether it is cleanliness or many of these things. No, I, I think I remember having this conversation with somebody who's you know born and brought up in the U.S. about why um, we're used to f- not following traffic rules in India versus if you look at some you know Western countries. Uh, people go by certain rules and they they abide by them um we all probably subconsciously know why we are doing that because there is there is a there are there is a dearth of resources and we're all running towards getting that you know at that time it probably wasn't like this year centuries ago when there was a lot of wealth you know within what we'd created in the country but odet when you were talking about your entire journey of moving from you know a paid corporate leader to actually doing something um without getting anything in return but the satisfaction that you've made such a difference in the greater good from an ecosystem where all of us are running to do for ourselves like i said right we're we're running for those limited resources that we have to getting to a space where you're selfless you know i've seen the work that you've done over the last few years i've followed you i think just to be doing this for the greater good needs a lot more drive than just wanting to use that one uh, handkerchief and reducing the number of tissues you know i have started doing that lately or carrying your bottle at all times and not using that tiny um, you know mineral water bottle i think these are small changes that people like you have inspired us to do but for you to take that time energy to actually build that out to spend 100% of your time or more you know to really inspire people to do that i think for all of us is an inspiration and now that our audience is basically primarily women in their you know late 30s 40s 50s and so on i think for us it's it's an inspiration that you've made these changes in your midlife and you've made a career out of it so i would love to understand what do you think are the two three changes towards sustainability that you took towards your midlife right during your midlife yeah so i think the first was uh the whole thing of going zero waste hmm. anything which is unavoidable uh, sorry which is avoidable hmm. you immediately you cut it out correct so whether it is that plastic bag even before really we knew that plastic is as bad as hmm. it is hmm. i used to carry my own bag so hmm. things like i never i hated those mineral water bottles mm. always because not only of the plastic mm. but the amount of water that gets wasted at all the weddings so whoever and if, and if i can just add yeah, one yeah. point to that i mean you've ingrained that so deeply in my mind that not only am i not using those bottles but when i see somebody else using those bottles i get i get angry i don't know if, the, if that's the first step towards sustainability absolutely <laughs> so three cheers i'm raising my <laughs> reusable bottle this is a glass bottle i've dropped it also but because of the silicone sleeve yeah. it hasn't uh, 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 broken so everyone watching this please get your own personal bottle the truth is mm. that see whenever i use this bottle I don't do it because I want to get attention. Right. But somebody or other will ask me, "Hey, that's mm. a nice bottle. Where did mm. you get it from?" Mm. And the whole conversations begin. And as you uh, you said earlier in our conversation, which is a lovely thought, which I hadn't really thought of it, mm. that to me you uh, got back to me saying, "Hey, I've started using a handkerchief, but there's a ripple effect." Absolutely. And we in turn, uh, yeah. So in t- talking of changes, as I said, uh, and my twenties was all about my career. my 30s my family had just begun it was mm. all about my family truly that incident when i told you about the mm. pothole it was mm. my early 40s mm. 
सो दैट्स वेन यू नो आई आई हैड दी लग्जरी टू स्टार्ट लुकिंग बियॉन्ड होम एंड फैमिली एंड करियर बट आई थिंक इट वॉज इन द लेट फोर्टीज इज वेन आई रियली सेड यू नो आई वॉन्ट टू डू मोर and now i'm 58 most of my batchmates retired this year okay i'm i i just faced the bad news that i'm not 58 i'm going to be 59 very soon <laughs> i'm closer but age is just a number and Absolutely. if you if you ask me um do i see an end of the road in terms of what i do not mm. at all i am looking at the road ahead as I, I, nothing has changed for me so if you're saying we're talking to women in their 40s and 50s women we've i would say go girl because <laughs> because there's so much more that we can all do and uh, uh, no we aren't middle aged we we are young you know we it's young. like they used to say 30 is the what was it 40 yeah, is the, the 40 is the new uh, 20s and i think it's 50, 50 or 55 you know, okay, yeah so it's it's and then coming back to the um, you know giving part of it i think everyone gives in their own way i think maybe uh if i put it what i do is a bit more visible mm. because people say hey wow this is interesting and it it has a lot of conversations i don't doubt that everyone is doing something in their own way that's right and i think for each one to first acknowledge and recognize hey i'm already doing this what can mm. i do next and when you talk of changes so my home we were at one stage three females in the house mm. and uh, the the number of sanitary uh in napkins, napkins going out uh, the first change i did is i switched to a tampon in my late 30s okay. as a liberated woman i had no idea at that time uh, no thought even about you know the uh, reduction in waste even though yes between tampons and uh, sanitary napkins it reduces but uh, it was more about you know being modern liberated i could swim uh, when i had my period and stuff like that so but still between three of us there was a lot of waste mm. and when i started you know talking to people about going zero waste i was 53 when i heard first about menstrual cups mm. and i was tempted but i said no too late you know and i give the analogies you don't go buy new tires for an old <laughs> a car with an old engine engines about to seize so <laughs> you know so i just said okay let me but every time uh, someone talked of zero waste or i gave mm. a talk about zero waste or when the next period came it, it felt you know inconsistent with what is my core of being genuine and true to myself so finally i switched uh, i think i was 54 my body loved it so much that 3 4 4 and almost 3 and 1/2 years beyond that i uh, continued to use the cup mm. and if as i say if i could make the change at that stage in life Absolutely. every woman listening to this i really hope thinks that <laughs> hey let me do it because it's it is so liberating number 1 and number 2 is it is zero waste it is better for the body and if you think that tampon the the sorry the uh, cup is not for you you can go for reusable cloth pads because today right. they are doing so many it's not the kind you know which which we had in when we were young children right it's it's all so it's those are kind of things especially since our audience is largely women and we are talking about you know the whole issue of menstruation and menopause and uh i i would say everyone sh- not only try it but influence the women others, others in your life and uh, while we're on that why not even you know the reusable for babies right so when right. i try to convince myself that no i'm too old i i mm. didn't make the change mm. for me my yardstick was is it avoidable or unavoidable mm. 
आई ऑल्सो हैव अ सेंटेंस विच आई यूज अ लॉट मे बी आफ्टर आई एम गॉन आई वुड लाइक दैट टू बी द सेंटेंस पीपल रिमाइंड मी थिंक ऑफ मी बायस लिव इच डे विद अ कॉन्शियंस कन्वीनियंस नो लॉन्ग अकाउंट्स सो फॉर मी आई स्टार्टेड थिंकिंग दैट इफ आई हैव टू बी ट्रू टू माई सेल्फ आई एम अ कॉलिंग इट अनअवॉइडेबल बट एक्चुअली इट्स बिकॉज इट्स इनकन्वीनियंट एंड आई प्रूव टू माई सेल्फ दैट इट वॉज अवॉइडेबल Absolutely. So that's I uh, what I request everyone to challenge what you think is unavoidable. Like people say, it was unavoidable. I had to buy mineral water. Mm. I was so thirsty. Was your it really? Own bottle. <laughs> you'll never be in such a situation. So true. True. It's only as good as your planning. No, uh, Odette. Two big takeaways from this part of the conversation. First, of course, you know uh, whatever is unavoidable. is really unavoidable it means you need to move a little bit out of your comfort zone and i'd probably extend this to it's a, not really unavoidable huh, yeah. it's not yeah, huh, it's yeah, yeah. it's not really unavoidable yeah. and um, it's about moving out of your comfort zone for the first few times you do it yes. because after that yeah. that becomes your new comfort Perfect. zone you know just like Perfectly this is for you you know and um, talking about the topic of menstrual cups or any sustainable uh, changes that we have to do on a day to day basis basis especially as a woman Uh, my co-founder would vouch for it she moved to menstrual cups right after her first for her delivery and she's a gynecologist herself and she you know would ke- keep telling people that nay we should use sanitary napkins it's comfortable and so on but ever since she's moved to the menstrual cup which is probably now 6 uh, years everybody every patient she speaks to she tells them to make that change and it's not just it's definitely unavoidable but it's also according to her very comfortable to use it because you know uh, she's so used to it so i agree i think i would really want to highlight that even to our audience but the second thing that i take away is that um, we're all scared about making changes at certain stages of our lives like you said you know the first change that you made was around 36 37 when you said i want to move from this corporate uh, life to doing something where i'm able to decide what my life sort of goes to right and then later on you decided to move into something that doesn't give you money but gives you the satisfaction and for you that was the journey for several of us our journeys are different but what happens is at a certain stage you're really scared about making changes and it's people like you who inspire us to say you know no no stage in life is too late it's always early because we're doing it for the first time and we probably setting examples for the next thousand hundreds of thousands of people to look at us and say hey you know what if she can do it why can't i so thank you so much for highlighting that those ages that you had made so many changes and i'll never forget it because at 40 switching to a menstrual cup i've had to think multiple times i've tried it a few times but i can tell you that the next cycle you know i'm definitely going to switch so i do a combination of a few depending on the days you know which i am but i think this is definitely an inspiration for me to make that switch uh while we are speaking about midlife women and you said young women <laughs> in their 40s and 50s there's been this uh, there have been a lot of taboos and myths around menopause and i think until i started building this business i wouldn't even have heard much about this and this is from someone who's been in a doctor's you know family uh grown up with gynecologists but we spoke about puberty we spoke about pregnancy we would never speak about menopause so at elda we try to you know unpause the conversation uh about menopause wherever we get a chance to but you've been you know through a part of it you're entering or probably you know in this phase um what would your tips be to unpause the conversation specifically from an india point of view and also globally yeah. 
so first of all uh, i think menopause is one of the one part in the family of female sexual health if i put it that way periods right. and all of that when i grew up we did not we were five girls in the house five sisters mm. we never spoke about periods in front of my father and my two brothers it was just not done okay mm. and here in my home my my daughters sit with their dad order, ordering menstrual cups online so i'm saying the change there's been a shift the shift is there in terms of the openness the conversations that we have so people uh, i i i think largely it's it's we women who want to shield the men from these conversations which we mm. think are inappropriate right and we feel yeah. they may be uncomfortable i don't mm. know if they're uncomfortable or not but uh, i i don't think my husband squirmed when he sat next to and i'm sure he never did that uh, uh, with his sister never never did that right. with her father so i feel things are changing and i must tell you this uh, right through the month of may we have this calendar our beautiful mm. bharat calendar and the may theme is sustainable hygiene and uh, uh, so i had posted this on a group mm. and i i want to just read out the line it mm. says red is the new green or green is the new red whichever <laughs> way you want ladies go green at that time of the month no disposables choose sustainable options for your babies too you'll do yourself and our earth a favor lovely so every month lovely. i this was a, a design by a, a, a pro bono um uh, support for us by an agency mm. called y axis mm. so um every month i've been put, put, putting these out the earlier month was water and then you know clean earth and all of that so this was a bit courageous to put it on a group which was largely right. men but i put it and what do you think happened next one of them writes to me a separate mm. whatsapp saying odet what is what does sustainable menstruation mean and can you help my wife and daughter make the shift mm. to me that mm. was amazing this was about maybe in 2018 yeah mm-hmm. the same year that no i shifted in 2018 so this mm. would have been 2019 and uh, it was to me a, a what should i say endorsement or um, realization that yes men are open to such conversations right so i feel if they're open to conversations about you know periods and uh, you know what girls are their daughters mm. are going to buy mm. sure if if they can have that conversation with their daughter sure they the can wife? have their conversation with the wife about menopause and right. wherever i go i encourage people so earlier you never talked about the fact uh, you know in a social gathering mm. now i i i say yeah i had my last period last la- a few not even a year back mm. and people are shocked but mm. the conversation mm. is there right so but then i have always been one who's never scared to shock people <laughs> maybe i do it in a in a no that's great i think we know we need, we need more people like you who are able to sort of have that conversation but at this point about having the men become a part of this yes. conversation is very important and uh, as you rightly said probably as women we are a little bit reluctant to include them in that but if we are able to do this you know because though it's just 50% of it's not though it's just but it it is 50% of the world's population that's going through these issues right women's health issues and to have everybody be a part of this can just encourage and, and encourage the men of course but also encourage the women to be more vocal about the concerns that they have so um, i'm i'm going to take a screenshot of this and carry the you know ca- carry that wherever i can because it's a beautiful thought um and why just in the month of may but across the board i think if we're able to sort of you know educate people about this it's a big change that we can make 
we've spoken about the number of things that you've done but i also wanted to share with my audience that odet still finds time to do things that are outside of just sustainability as well as you know her home related stuff she's she's a great poet i have actually uh, you know read a few uh, things that you've written but uh, can you tell us how how that aspect of your life shapes you as a person yeah so every time i'm i don't decide that i'm going to write a poem mm. on xyz it mm. the, it just bubbles up so uh in fact i think i came to be known as a poet during mm. the second wave my brother in law had passed away and we couldn't go because uh of the covid lockdown so i think mm. all my sadness got poured into a poem called mm. everyone's losing something mm. and uh it was a time of everyone had a sense a of loss of grief. and i wrote it in terms of perspective because there were people who wanted maids back saying mm. you know i can't manage without my maid and i was trying to give a perspective you're you're losing an afternoon sleep versus mm. somebody who's lost a spouse and that poem went viral mm. and shobha de shared it mm. and uh, i think that's what catapulted me in into the you know my poems getting more famous i've written one about uh, menstrual hygiene incidentally i've used since we are on the mm. subject an, an an analogy which when i was being taught in school mm. uh, at you know whatever 11 12 about periods mm. we had a nun who came mm. and taught it to us mm. she gave the analogy of you know when a baby comes mm. you need a nice cushion to keep the baby soft so the womb doesn't know when the baby is coming mm. so every month it has this cushion and then it discards right. it and it's not blood it's just a cushion you know so i use that <laughs> lovely yeah. Lovely. So that's another poem, and uh, yeah, I keep writing all the time. I'll probably go back on the way in the auto. I see someone spitting, and the, the poem comes. <laughs> they spit when it's hot. They spit when it's cold. They spit whether young, whatever or old. And uh, apart uh, from poetry, to me, I think a part of you know my me time is the time I spend in my composting and my garden. Hmm, so hmm. I'm a mine is now a virtually zero waste home because there's no wet waste. I think it's now six years that wow. zero, not even a banana peel has gone out. So all the wet waste gets composted, composted. with hmm. no extra effort. If hmm, everyone hmm. thinks it's painful, it smells hmm. no. Please, I invite you to come and see it in my hmm. home. All my vegetable peels hmm. go into the composter. Hmm. Fruit peels, hmm. I make a homemade bioenzyme organic, which smells lovely no more mm. harpic phenyl mm. and the time i spend oh doing God. this and i put it into my i do whatever i'm if mm. i bought spring onions mm. i chop it i put the roots in if mm. what i keep propagating mm. so my my garden is takes a lot of you get that's where i get my me time on mad hectic days what did we need to do an episode just on this but I that's for later <laughs> but lovely i mean these are all every point that you've brought up in this conversation you know is probably i've had a dilemma about it i want to do it but can i and i like i said i mean that inhibition on it seems like a really big task you know i think it's just about educating more people and get getting them to take those tiny little steps um thank you so much for sharing you know your journey but uh, before we end i have a few rapid fire questions for you so if i may um since the theme is about you know menopause empowering women during their midlife i have a few questions specifically in that space the first one is a little bit of a peculiar question if uh, menopause was a character and it could be a character in a movie or it could be a person uh, who do you think it would be for you so you'd have tom and jerry right i'll mm. pick tom because <laughs> it's a pain Huh. It's there, huh. but at the same time, it's what brings vibrancy to the whole equation, oh, or the the love of the or the the joy of being a woman. 
Lovely, lovely. I'm going to use this for some of my, you know, uh, education awareness campaigns. But beautifully said. Um, so we typically, you know, when we look at inspiring women like you, you know, we feel like we want to be that, and uh, we all want to take shortcuts. So I'm going to ask you some shortcut questions, okay? Um, if there's just one word yeah. that describes Odette, what would that be? Uh, my daughter's friend called me an evangelist, but I would. If you take that overall meaning, hmm. I would say an opportunist because I look for every little opportunity hmm. to slip in a, a thought where the listener or the audience uh, will like. The first time hmm. we met hmm. was at that thing where there were so many of those two hundred ml bottles, and I waited for the chance to say, "Hey, fantastic thing!" But maybe we can cut this out next time and right. subsequent. Yeah, so I I look at a way to pull in. Mm. and plant a seed in someone's mind mm. and let that seed it may take root it may not but mostly it does to right. bring some small change no i think that's a great piece of advice for all of us because as women or even men you know we're all looking for areas where we feel we can be an evangelist but to find that one opportunity and actually push for the greater good i mean thank you for that piece of advice odette uh now three words of advice for uh, women in their 40s and 50s what would that be okay so first i i i would say don't think that okay we are almost there no mm. way people we the, the the night is still young if you Absolutely. look at it i'm i look at i must tell you this joke both my grandmothers incidentally mm. lived till age 96 so when i turned 48 i i joked with my daughters that you know i'm only half, half the age <laughs> of both my uh, grandmothers and my daughter said mama what are you trying to tell us you know it was, it's a But what I'm saying is, we have to keep the perspective that there's so much more we can do, and even if, let's say, from on the work you've stopped, uh, you want to stop and ease off, and you want to do something, please connect with me. I'll tell you a million things you can do. Help me to to uh, create awareness on how spitting should stop, because all we really need is a sign like this in every pan shop and every shop. and we need people to have conversations with people who spit so i'm saying there's so much more that that can be done absolutely and so that second, was yeah, one. one yeah the second one is i definitely think the diet is important mm. care for yourself in terms of what you eat doesn't mean i don't eat anything unhealthy but uh, i think overall it's it's a time to you know uh be conscious be conscious of what you eat i don't at all think that you know you're growing older and therefore mm. you have to eat more carefully i i think good health uh, is our habits we should start right, right from our 30s but but that becomes more important and the third is find your me time i think me time is so important mm. and at the end of a day sometimes i worked 17 hours a day or 18 hours a day but i still and it's no longer the maid's job to water the plants like it once mm. was mm. i water it I, i do some you know that so it it is amazing in terms of the rejuvenation process and i think every woman needs to decide what is your it could be reading it could be watching tv it could be doing crosswords whatever it is mm. but you need to have that and yeah i think to to that point odet i mean we can't pour from an empty cup you know we and we have to ensure that we are feeling fulfilled we are peaceful and each one of us has our own uh, you know definitions of me time or what gives us uh, that peace and uh, you know helps us rejuvenate so i i will take all three pieces of advice for myself too now if there are five things that you'd like to tell all of us um 
that you think everyone needs to live our lives to the fullest what would those be a purpose is definitely number 1 because mm. if not with with a, a clear purpose you're floating mm. around with you know in the midst of nothing support is i would say the second mm. and uh, without a cl- i couldn't have done all that i'm doing if i mm. didn't have you know my husband and my children's acceptance there was a time when they hated to walk on the street with me <laughs> because, because i uh, i but mm. as somebody said i tell someone to go to hell in such a way that they actually look forward to the trip <laughs> i'm not rude i have learned what i evolved as my formula of being polite mm. and firm and direct Mm, uh, it's mm. a it's a combination of all three when you do mm. all of these three mm. uh, it it makes you assertive rather than aggressive and mm. as women we are always you know um, we struggle with we that we struggle with it yeah because you uh, how do you not cross the line i think as somebody said you made it so easy mm. assertive assertiveness training mm. or something i did a lot mm-hmm. that you make it sound so easy as if take one teaspoon of politeness one <laughs> teaspoon of firmness and one but but it is the, the problem is most of the time think about it when you, you can be firm i'm sure but when you're firm it's difficult to be polite yeah when you're polite it's difficult to be firm so you end up being either passive or aggressive mm. or aggressive the third is the passive aggressive or the sly mm. kind of response which means you're not direct mm. it's only when you're all of these mm. can you really come across as assertive i forgot why i started talking about this we asked you for five <laughs> the support five yeah yeah. yeah the support and yeah so it's also very relevant to the next point that relationships are very important mm. most of us go after outcomes mm. and that's what uh, brings up the aggressiveness in us mm. and we mess up the relationships but in assertiveness you're balancing an outcome in a relationship you're balancing courage to express mm. and sensitivity for what the other person's feeling beautiful mm. and the your rights and the other mm. person's rights mm. it's not all about what i want mm. it and rights come with responsibility so the minute we balance all of these relationships become precious and every relationship uh, along the way is will power you in your future journeys the the next i would say which i already said is mm. me time mm. and the fifth which i don't get much of but i'm told it's a it's a thing mm. with menopause is sleep mm. so i couldn't do without my nine hours sleep mm. now mm. i only get about 5 5 and a half sleep hours sleep mm. and i don't even feel sleepy in the afternoon mm. and that's what i'm saying at 58 i'm always raring to go mm. and i still have the energy mm. uh, which uh, is a blessing and i thank god sure. for that and i hope everyone f- finds enough time to rejuvenate either through me time or sleep i think they are important no oh, beautiful thank you so much odet for all this i would also like to add that you know you were talking about assertiveness i think i struggle with that too um and it's it, it's taken me i think a couple of decades to really get to a stage where i feel like i'm being firm i'm trying to be polite but what uh, i feel i could probably add to your point is that the the quotient of empathy or compassion so uh, if you are empathetic towards the other person um even if when they're doing something incorrect you know you you want to convince them to do to know or do better because it comes from a place of love and compassion and you don't want to be rude or you know you you don't want to yell at them for no reason because you know that they don't know better in that space and i would say it is also it also works vice versa so now when i listen to someone giving me advice I there's no angst or anger against that person but I'm just trying to believe that that person is doing this out of compassion and empathy. So thank you so much for bringing all these things. It was like a crash course of whatever I should be doing. Uh thank you so much for your time. I th- 
thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with you. I've spoken to so many amazing guests and from different, you know, walks of their life. But I, I must say that this conversation has been really special because it's a space where I've seen multiple things, right, in the last 30 minutes. One, transition between a so-called usual regular work job that most of us have to doing something that's so giving yet challenging. So I'm inspired by that. Second thing, I've seen multiple challenges and changes in your, you know, 30s, 40s and 50s. And as you step into your 60s in another couple of years, I think there's going to be a lot more that we will get to learn from you. So congratulations and please do keep up that enthusiasm. I would love to end this conversation by really extending a big thank you to you. Thank you so much, Odette. And I hope to see and have multiple conversations with you in future too. Thank, Thank you. you, Swati. Do I get one last line? Yes, please. So, please uh, especially because what I'm doing is uh, without any funds because we're a volunteer group. If anyone sees and feels inspired saying, hey, I would love to start this wherever I am, whether it's campaigns for, you know, going zero waste, cutting out the plastic in the bouquets you give. We have right. wonderful posters. So, one is on the sustainability thing. Two is on Stop India Spitting. Somebody told me that if you if you type my name, Odette Kathrak and spitting in Google, you get all the dirt on me. <laughs> and my reply is, I have a filthy, they say, but you always talk about spitting. I say, I have a filthy one-track mind. It all comes back to spitting. <laughs> so any way you can support the campaign, uh, I would really be glad. So I think my coordinates would be provided. And please, For sure. I would love to uh, hear from people. Or the simplest is spitting at gmail.com. Sure, great. We're also going to provide the coordinates, you know, wherever we post this. We'll tag you wherever, you know, uh, we are on social media. And I would also like to urge all our, uh, you know, viewers to uh, support this campaign, not just because... Uh, not just because it's in the space of sustainability, but it also talks about how we can all transition and we can all make a positive difference. Thank you so much, Adit. Thank you, Swati. So